0: Alright, welcome entrepreneurs, this is Joe DiCiara with another fantastic segment of Bedrock University and today I have a new friend and special guest, Michelle Mraz, who is a retired military wife and I always have a lot of respect for anybody who in the military. She's also a mother, a powerful survivor, award-winning international coach that elicits positivity, that engulfs her audience. And like I was saying before, uh, I need that positivity today because I haven't had my coffee and I'm off the steps. So I'm hoping that Michelle will bring me back in line. She's also an international TED speaker, TEDx speaker. She's a coach, corporate trainer, radio talk host of Conversations with Michelle, On KCMJ 93.9 FM, there's a podcast called Mental Shift, Reach Your Full Market Potential. And she's also an author. Michelle's been pretty busy, I could see that. Uh, Her books are Eat, Drink, and Be Merry, A Glimpse Into a Life Well-Lived, and It's Not Luck Overcoming You. In 2018, she was awarded top coach out of 8,000 coaches worldwide for the John Maxwell Culture Award for demonstrating a positive attitude and traveled all the way to India, New Delhi, to receive the Women's Economic Forum. Okay, I'm going to say this again (laughs) Women's Economic Forum's Woman of Excellence Award for Inspiration. And so now I bring you Michelle so she can explain everything that I just chopped up. How are you, Michelle?
1: <laughs> well, hello, Joe. <laughs> explain myself? Explain my life?
0: <laughs> well, first, did I, did I get your, your name right?
1: Yes, it's Michelle Moros. Moros. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Moros.
1: Good Hungarian <laughs> name, because, you know, I look Hungarian. My husband's
0: Hungarian. <laughs> Well, it's spelled M-R-A-S, so it's nice and and concise. So, you know, you've been uh, very busy, and where do we start? We got a lot of interesting stuff in your background.
1: Well, my background is really diverse. I'm a military spouse, and I'm a brat. My father was military, too. Uh, So my background, the reason I do so much is I live every day like it's my last day. And the reason I do that is back in 2014, I was in a car accident and I used to work politics. And when I lost, when I got in the car accident, I obtained a traumatic brain injury. Four areas of my brain no longer work. So I was pretty much given this uh, death sentence. I was locked in my head for a year. And in that year, I processed everything I've done in the past 45 years of my life. And I realized I had not lived. So I swore to myself that if I was able to speak again, if I could walk again, I was going to live every day like it was my last day. I started walking and I started talking. So I did a TEDx, I applied and I got in. And when I did my TEDx, they said, hey, where's your book? So I had to write a book. I'm still with a full traumatic brain injury. So after I did that, people started watching my TEDx and started watching me around the world and asking me to speak all these different places. So then I became an international speaker not realizing I was an international speaker. Then I found out six months after I had started traveling that I had breast cancer. And then they gave me three months to live. And then I realized, okay, I'm living every day like it's my last, but I must have to be giving something else. So then I started training other people in order to help them give their messages more concisely so they can go out and do what they're supposed to do in the world before they die. So I wrote another book because people kept saying, Oh, Michelle it's just you you're special you're different I'm like it's not luck it's not me anyone can do what I'm doing if you live with intention and you live like every day is your last you don't ever leave anyone with a negative impression you tell them your heart you share and you speak the truth and just be and that's why I wrote the second book it's not luck overcoming you and I didn't die I didn't die, so well, I had to just keep going. And so here I am, I, I kept going. And I I joined a, a company that goes through and we train corporations and help their people find their life, find the happiness in the jobs that they do because our corporations, we need them, right? We need to keep our world, our, our the United States running. So I go now into companies and help the workforces find the spark find the happiness and the joy in the things they do, find the purpose in their lives of what they do.
0: Okay. That's a lot. (laughs) But I agree with everything that you're you're saying, and I'm very impressed. Now I know you really are a powerful survivor. Uh, I don't think that really gives you justice, though, because it sounds like you know, surviving is one thing, but you, you're beyond surviving. You're living, right? And you're, you're teaching people how to do the same thing, which is, uh, I commend you for that. Well, thank you. You know, because it's, and I don't have to tell you this. I want to point it out for anybody that might be watching this is that you could teach anything. Okay. But when you're living it, you're showing people, you know, you're not just saying it anymore. And that's what makes all the difference. And that, that's what I get from you. So, you know, you you have an excellent bio here because it described exactly, you know, I feel the positivity now. I feel like I got a, a shot of espresso. Uh, good. <laughs> okay so tell me a little bit that that's that's awesome so you work with mainly corporations then?
1: no i work with everybody i I do one-on-one clients too
0: okay because you know my niche is i love uh sole proprietors people that aren't incorporated yet they have no idea about what they're doing in business and those people need you
1: no they've got me that's that's (laughs) my My primary, okay. I, I have two two hats. So I do the corporate side, and then I do the solopreneurs, entrepreneurs. Because yes, I agree. They need sure. a lot of help because they are in the boat by themselves, and they need people to help them paddle and push that that vessel along. I yes, I am part of that boat.
0: <laughs> right, and the you know I always say it's uh, I just heard it called the halo effect, but I call it the ripple effect. Sure. You know, when you can spread positivity it spreads to everything. Mm-hmm. It works the other way too. <laughs>
1: yes, It feeds me. It feeds everyone around me.
0: Yeah. And I like what you said. I love what you said about, you know, don't ever leave a negative impression. So, you know, I wish I, I would have known that a long time ago. Cause I probably left a lot of negative impressions, <laughs> but I think, you know, I will, you know, I'm looking forward to the next 15 20 minutes to, you know, pick your brain okay. and learn as much as I can about uh, messaging because I guess that that's really what you're talking about, right?
1: That's one of my topics.
0: <laughs> well, when you when you're saying, you know, something like don't leave a negative impression and I was talking to one of my my mentors yesterday about my own message And, you know, it's important. And and you bring to me a message of positivity, you know. Uh, So really, it's, you know, in business, and this is what I want to, you know, get down to, this is really about business and learning how we can run our business more successfully. Mm -hmm. And so how do you convey... What you want to do? Like you have an excellent message, so how would you tell? Like instruct me? How could I develop my message? So we, what I, I tell you. my
1: clients is, you need to know what your message is. I mean, what what do you want to bring to the world? And once you know what you want to bring to the world, um, so I, I actually I can show you in a, an example. How many times have you gone to a networking group and someone stands up and says, "Hi." Um, I'm a life coach and, um, I help people, okay, just the way they come up, you are not a life coach. You do not believe in what you do. You see, it's, it's an attitude. Everything starts with your attitude, with your body language and, and the vocal variety, the tone that you give. Okay. So when I talk about messaging, it's before you open your mouth, your message is you. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a solopreneur, you are a walking message. So if you are a life coach, you better have your life in gear, right? Or at least appear like you have your life in gear, right? If you are a, if you are a fitness coach, then you better look fit. Have you ever gone to a dentist and they had like lots of cavities and fillings and you're like, um, excuse me, get me out of here, right? So you are what you preach. You are your message. So when I talk about messaging, you need to feel it, live it, breathe it, taste it. When I say my messaging is about bringing positivity to the world, you can feel it before I say it, right? So what is your message? What do you give to the world? I'm gonna ask you directly.
0: That's what I'm struggling with. I mean, I know in my head what I do. I structure people's businesses I help them get on track and and follow a path okay you know I but I'm having a problem putting that into words
1: but you just did so here's the thing when someone says so Joe what do you do make sure your shoulders are back you look them straight in the eye and you say I help businesses get on track period and it's so short, and it's enough that they do, how, how do you do that? And that's how you open a conversation. When we give our pitches, so often, we give more information than we need. We go up and do, well, I help people uh, discover their blah, 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 and so that when their happiness comes that they, and you just go no one has the time to listen to your dissertation okay all they see is do i like the person can i handle their voice what can they do for me and when you say when they say so joe what do you do you say i help people get their business on track you've answered what can they do for me that's all they want to know what can you do for me oh you can get me on track okay then i'm going to ask you questions all that pitch is that message is is to get people to come back to you to talk to you. So don't make it complicated. And that's what's so exciting about what what I do. It's more about loving what you do, exuding what you do with confidence. Because if you go up and they say, so Joe, what do you do? And you say, um, I, I think I, um, well, what is that? Uh, I help people get organized. No, I don't want to talk to you because you can't even get your thoughts straight. You see what I mean? Right. If, I, if you came up to me and said, Michelle, what do you do? And I say, my answer always is I help people turn the lights on in their life.
0: I say, okay, well, let, let me start because you, you gave a lot of great tips there. You're the first person to talk to me about messaging that pointed out that it starts before you even start talking. So the body language, the, your facial expression, that's where the messaging starts, right? Yes. So I, I was thinking it starts with my words. What words do I want to say? So that's a mistake, right?
1: Yeah, it's the last thing okay, there is. So how,
0: how is this, Michelle? I help small businesses get on track. Perfect. Okay. So now you here's
1: just, my, but my, my question to you, though, is do you want to limit yourself to only small businesses? Because there are some small businesses that are quite large, right? There are large businesses that still need to be on track, which is why when I gave you your example back, I said you help businesses get on track.
0: Yes. That but
1: in dialogue.
0: I specifically want to work with solopreneurs. I've had a lot of experience with larger businesses and it's like, I've been there, done that.
1: But here's the thing. If you say, I help businesses get on track, you attract everyone who wants to get on track. Right. Okay. And that way you open a dialogue and what usually happens and what happens with me is you're talking to them about something at one level and then they get comfortable and they say, you know, um, I have a business that I want to start. Can you help me with that? And then you, you've opened the door. But if you say, I only work with small businesses or I only work with solopreneurs, the other people who are just fantasizing about starting something won't talk to you. You wanna open that door that they'll say, well, I need to know more about you. And then when you open that conversation become uh, like a friendly conversation, they learn about you. See, that's the thing about networking. That's the thing about messaging. You want to have it so short and clean that when they meet you, even if you can't serve them, when they meet someone else, they do, no, I met Joe. Uh-huh. You see?
0: That's well, what to see.
1: messaging is not about just the people in the room. Messaging is about the people in the room being able to remember and connect with you so well that they can refer someone else to you.
0: Ah. So let me get this straight. So what you're saying if I'm getting this right, is that messaging isn't really marketing. It's connecting. They're connected, but not, so I got it. So it's like, when I, if I put a billboard up on Times Square, I'm telling the world, right? That's what I want to do. I want to tell the world this is what I stand for.
1: Yeah, you want to keep it simple. Look at the big ones like uh, Nike. Just do it. They yeah. don't tell you what they do. They just say, just do it. And what does that do? People do do what? It ask a question.
0: And they're not limiting their market to, hey, we only sell shoes to people that...
1: Are super athletic.
0: Right. There are well, people who
1: are not athletic who buy Nike because they want to do it too. You see. So
0: if grandma and grandpa that never wear Nikes they're going to have in their mind that, Oh, I remember that Nike sign. I'm going to buy them for my grandchildren.
1: Exactly. That's what uh, you your you want your messaging to do for you. Okay. And people meet you. They know, like, I really like Joe. He's a really nice guy. He can't surf me. Two weeks later, they're at another networking group and they do Joe helps organize. I like him and you get that soft referral.
0: And you know, Thinking back now, I get most of my business from, from referrals.
1: Exactly.
0: Because those people, they know what I do, uh, and they know the kind of people I could help.
1: Exactly. So you've seen it in action. So if you make your message so short and simple that it just raises enough questions that people ask more, it's a good message.
0: So how do you, okay, so (laughs) you just answered my next question. I was going to say, how do you know that you have a good message?
1: Someone else can repeat it.
0: Someone else can repeat it. it. Mm -hmm. Like what I just said, and I'm I'm thinking, I'm like, because I put myself out there as the S-Corp expert. (laughs) So now – People are just thinking about me as like, and, and this is my perception when I looked at it. I said, they must be looking at me as a guy that incorporates them. Oh, but yeah. that's just the start, you know. Like, yeah, we incorporate you because that's how we get you on tracks. So I was going through this with one of my mentors yesterday. Yeah, so, basically, you just
1: pigeonholed yourself. Yes, and when people start talking, and they're like, Oh, yeah, Joe. He does something with escort stuff and yes, if anything yes. else does. Oh, well, he can't help me. And they just block you out. So if you ever stand up in a networking group and you say, I escort, blah, blah, blah. Everyone who doesn't have an escort stops listening. No, you want them to keep listening because they want, you want the referral. So make it so clear and so simple that anyone else can repeat it.
0: Okay. The
1: biggest thing is you want the door to open so people will come in.
0: Right. Wow. This, uh, this has really been helpful already. I mean, I could close the interview right now, and I'm walking away with this. This is great information, but we have some time, so I want to ask you a couple more questions. Is that okay? Please. Okay. So, you know, I know a lot of people hear this phrase, call to action. hmm so I'm a CPA. I heard this. I never really got. I said, OK, yeah, it's a call to action. What exactly is it and how do I create one?
1: Well, with, in your case, you want people to move in anyone's case. You give them that quick little message. Right. You don't give them the call to action that call to action until you're really in front of them. Okay. Cause they don't listen. No one wants to listen to all that. So when you have them in front of you, the call to action, you don't sell it. You don't sell them. You don't try to get anything out of them, but you're simply sharing the call to action with them is you, know, you, you help people organize, right? Right. The call to action you would have would be move, get organized. And then they do, well, how do I get organized? I don't know how to get organized. Joe, can you help me? The call to action is to force them to come back to you, to take action, and the action tends to come back
0: to you. So in other words, I, I want them to take action, obviously.
1: Yeah, you want them to be organized so that their company doesn't fail. So the, okay, action, so the action is get yourself in order. I beg you to get yourself in order, in order so that your company can survive and you can give back to the world. The person walks away and they do, wait a minute, how do I get organized? Well, Joe, that's what you do. Joe, can you help me?
0: So what you're saying is sort of like, it sounds like indirect. Yes. I'm not saying, okay, listen, I help people get organized. And if you want to get organized, download this free report. You can
1: tell them them download the free report, but... People don't want to do business with people they don't quite know yet. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when you say, download this, they do, well, he's going to get my information. I don't even know him yet.
0: So using myself as an example, as a guinea pig. <laughs> uh, so I want to get the ball. I want to, you know, get people organized. Mm-hmm. I want to get them on track with their business, but they got to start with the corporation that's where i start people so i have a form okay right now usually what i say is you want to get started i email them the form and then sometimes they get back to me and then if they want to move they they send it to me what you're saying or suggesting is that i say you know you have a problem you should get incorporated
1: yeah, your problem is you need to get incorporated. And you know what? I can help you with that first step. I have a free gift. Here it is. Okay. And then that's a soft sell. That way they don't have to come to you. But now they'll trust you because you gave them a gift. You gave them a complimentary gift to get them started.
0: So I could show them this is the steps that you need to take if you want to get incorporated.
1: Yeah, or not if, when you for when you start <laughs>
0: incorporation. Right, yeah. okay. Okay, so that that's another uh, different slant than what I've heard on a call to action. Because you know, I'm a little different though, Joe.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah, work like fine. a normal bear.
0: I'm a little, listen, I had, you know, there's things uh, I could tell you my friend John Limbacher's example is he uses the Elvis shift. Sometimes he calls it the Elvis shift, or I don't know if he made that up or what, it doesn't matter. But the point is that Elvis Presley was a failed musician. He was singing gospel music. And I I don't know if the story is true, but somehow he shook a leg and some girls started going crazy. And that was, he was singing. He realized the shift was he was singing to the wrong people. He shifted and, and started singing to the, the younger girls and drove them crazy. So what you're saying, is, yeah, you're a little different, but sometimes that little difference makes all the difference.
1: Well, and I, my thing is, my background is very diverse. My background is in engineering. Really, I'm a systems processing person. <laughs> I did quality systems for um, the Baldridge, Baldridge Quality. I mean, I'm a quality systems, numbers, person. And then I realized that that world did not know how to communicate to the rest of the world. So I went into marketing to learn how to teach, how to sell basically for engineers. And then I realized, wow, wait, this works for everybody. And actually everyone's brains are actually rather systemized. And if we could do something that would make it easier for all brains to understand it. And then I incorporated my own thing.
0: Right. I got you. A couple more questions, Michelle? Sure. How, okay, in your questionnaire, you you address pain points. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about your service. How does your service address people's pain points? How do you figure out what people's pain points are? People know their pain points. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, A lot of
1: people will know. And when you say, um, when you're talking to a, a, let's say an entrepreneur, you do. So what is the most difficult thing for you? Time management. I can never get everything done in a day. It's a pain point.
0: Is that a symptom of the problem or that's their pain? That's their pain. But isn't it like once you start digging down, you find out that there's another layer to that.
1: Oh, actually when you, when I'm done digging, it comes down to like in seven at seventh grade, I didn't pass the spelling bee. I mean, (laughs) that's what it usually ends up to. And it's, and that's what the whole book. uh, It's not luck overcoming you is all about is breaking down the things you can't, you think are your problems down to where the real problem is. Once you find the source, it's usually one little, one little thing in your life. And it's been, pretty much like mold spread through your life and you use that one little point in your brain that that stops you from growing and everything else. So like we're using your example, when you say you help you help organize, right? The pain point is so many people feel unorganized. You, in just that one little bitty line you said, address a pain point, you see? Right. So in all messaging, if you can get it nice and simple, if you can say it under you know, three seconds, it's even better. If you can address what you do and what pain you solve, your message is strong and fast enough. Doesn't have to have more words. Simple is better.
0: Okay. Awesome. When
1: I, when I say I turn the lights on, on in people's lives, my pain point is so many people feel like they are in the dark. So I am suddenly saying, I will help you get out of the dark.
0: Okay. So that brings me to my next question. So now I've exposed their, their pain. And my pain point a lot of times is the IRS. Everybody is afraid of the IRS. So now I just reminded them that the IRS is after them.
1: That's fear.
0: Fear, right. And so now they're sitting there and they're, they're full of anxiety and I'm going to walk away. I mean, how have I addressed their pain? All I did was expose it. You
1: expose their pain, and you don't want to do that on a first meeting. You don't. Mm -mm. Okay. Because everyone knows what their bigger fear is. They know what that terror is, and by saying the IRS is after you, that's fear. They will avoid you because people avoid pain. So what you're doing when you say you're, the, the addressing of the pain point, that you help them get organized um, the pain point is they know they're not organized. When you have them alone and you've, they've gotten to know them a little bit better, then you can say, I help you get organized so that you, don't, you, you address all the right points for the IRS. And they do, oh, okay, so not, it's not, Ugh. it's more of a, oh, wait, you're gonna alleviate that before it happens. Then you become a pleasure point because now you're gonna help them. But uh-huh. if you leave them on the note of IRS is watching, They're going to, every time they look at you, they think IRS is watching and they're afraid of you. So you don't want to give that much pain point. Okay. They have smaller pain points that will help them come to you. And the main point that you address is you help them get organized. We know we're not organized. They'll come to you.
0: You know, and you're exactly right. Because I know they're afraid of the IRS because they're not organized. Mm -hmm. And when I get them organized, there's no more fear exactly so
1: you are solving the simpler the simple version of their pain point
0: right you address
1: okay. the deeper one in private
0: i got you okay <laughs> so one one more question okay if you don't mind how do i put a 3 minute this is what i do This is how I could help you in everything in a, in a concise. Sometimes I go to uh, these events and you get a table and you get five minutes to, you know, say what you do. I'm like on my first sentence and the five minutes are up. Exactly. So how could I get it down? To is there a way to structure my presentation?
1: Um, yes, actually, it's what I do for a living. <laughs> okay, it's messaging. It's called messaging. I do a boot camp uh, every quarter. It's out here in Denver, but it's a two-day boot camp where I help people define their message. Okay, we get it down to under three minutes. So once you get it under three minutes, you can expand it to however long you want. Okay, so we we help do the big one and then we stretch it down to a little one. But how to do it in a nutshell is basically you go up and like with your message was you stand up in front of the networking group and you say. Good morning, I help organize businesses. My name is Joe, Joe Deterra. See me if you're interested. Sit. And anyone who feels like they are disorganized in their business will come see you. That's all you want to do. You never want to stand up there and say, hi, my name is Joe. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. I help, da-da-da-da-da. Because da, 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 I find that so many, I mean, there's so many people standing up, right? Everyone's standing up, one at a time. And all you hear is, hi, hi, my name is Joe. No one heard your name, right? So either you start it with a question. How many of you feel disorganized? And all they hear is clap, 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 disorganized. I help businesses get organized. My name is Joe. See me if you're interested. Sit down. Well,
0: I don't have to say I'm a CPA. I've been doing this for 3 million years. I got, you know, I save people 3 billion dollars and I don't have to say all of that. What
1: do you hear when people do that when you when they're standing up and networking? It's group? like
0: the teacher in Charlie Brown. It's exactly. like
1: Exactly. You wow. hear Wah, 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 right. wah. All they're hearing is want wah until they hear what they're waiting to hear, what's in it for them. I help organize businesses. So,
0: so. I really like this, Michelle. This is, uh, it's sort of like you're combining a lot of what, I, what I've learned about advertising with, you know, and, but you're doing it in a soft way. It's It's almost like what you just taught me today is I can say, you know, less than 10 words and get people interested.
1: You will have them more interested with less than 10 words.
0: Because curious I what I've done is I've made them curious, right? Yes. I hit the pain point. Everybody nobody's organized. I mean, I'm organized, but I don't think I'm organized. It's, I can be more organized.
1: But that's coming from an organized person. Right. So Actually organized, you want to be more. Yeah. chaos around you
0: right but so now I hit their pain point and I just let them know hey I I organize people
1: yeah and if they want to learn more they'll come to you what's the most important thing at a networking meeting the connections yes I'm talking to you well let's have coffee and I'll tell you more
0: okay listen Michelle this has been way better than than I anticipated (laughs) To be honest, I never know how it's going to go. Uh, we've never spoken before, just so people know that. Uh, and even if nobody ever watches this, I've gotten so much of this and we're going to okay. connect. Uh, so it was all, uh, it was all worthwhile. So let me ask no, you- I,
1: I do so much online. I mean, I've got a YouTube channel where I give this kind of information out all the time. So if you want to follow me, if your people want to follow me, I do this all.
0: Yes. So two things I, I want to know. How do people get in touch with you? That's that's important.
1: Okay. I have a website. It's my name, www.michellemaras.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-M-R-A-S.com or they can follow me on YouTube for more, you know, inspiration and teaching like this. It's my name again, youtube.com forward slash Michelle Moras. and okay. contact me through any of those. Um, I'm on all, all over social media. They can write me on anything. I'm well, everywhere.
0: You're easy to find.
1: I'm very easy. Now,
0: tell me a little bit about this boot or, and is there any chance that somebody listening might get some kind of special deal? Um, We could probably arrange that. Yeah, write me and let me know, hey, I I heard about this
1: on on Joe's show and I want to come to the boot camp because I have a um, early bird price going right now. And if you write me, I can lock the early bird price because it goes up every month until, well, the classes, the first one's February 29th because I thought that was funny. Uh, (laughs) February 29th and March 1st. Every year on
0: February 29th, right? Yeah. That's my mother's birthday.
1: Really? I, I love the date. So that's our next class. And then every quarter we do it. So the website will always be the same. So if you are interested, just let me know. I'll send you the link so you can read all the details about it and what we help people do. Okay. And um, yeah, I have a partner. His name is Gary Barnes. And uh, we partnered up to do this every quarter.
0: And oh, so you do this every quarter. And where it where is it held?
1: It's in Denver. We tend to keep it as close to the airport as possible. So when people fly in internationally, they don't have to Okay.
0: Travel too far. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you, Michelle Morass. And if you want to contact Michelle, which I will be doing, you know how to do it. And any one last thing, Michelle, because you're a bundle of information. What kind of, what would you say to somebody? Let's say that's just starting a business. What do they have to do?
1: First of all, you need to talk to Joe. (laughs) You need to get incorporated. But the other thing is you need to know your end goal. Whenever you start a, whatever venture you have, what do you want in the end? Not every day, every month. What is your long-term goal? And then work back from that. Just like a GPS, you need to tell your GPS where you want to go. It may take you on different streets on the way there but the end goal is always the same. Know your end goal and you can build from there.
0: That's excellent advice. I used a vacation example. I say, if you want to go on vacation, you just don't drive to the airport. (laughs) You plan, right?
1: Yeah, you need need to know where you're going. (laughs)
0: All right, great advice. Thank you, Michelle. And we will be talking shortly.
1: Thank you, Joe.
0: Okay, take care.